guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the One of Far City of ZSL Podcast. And today is another super special day. That is right, people. I am so excited about this one because, again, it's another uh, lecture in terms of green marketing. This is one of the hard ones that uh, both one of my students and I broke down. And let's see how you go about answering some of these questions and your note-taking and everything else that goes along with it. So with saying that, people, and with that further ado, let's dive in. Cool. All right, so I'm recording this one. Green marketing. What? Come on. Okay, green marketing. Now, the reason why I want to do this one is because this is way outside of science, and I just want to make sure you're not getting thrown off. This could be something that's maybe much easier to understand, okay? So let's do it. Listen to a part of a lecture in a classroom. Is that Milky Way again? Get out of here. Okay, let me go back. I don't even know what number it was. Do you remember? Oh, I know um, it's down here. Got it. All right. Uh -huh. uh, all right. Three, two, and one. Listen to part of a lecture in a business class. <sighs> Let's do it. Last week, we covered niche marketing, and I mentioned green marketing. Green marketing is about companies producing or saying they produce products that are environmentally friendly. This could mean their products can be recycled, or they make their products from recycled materials, or that they power their factories using clean energy like wind or solar. Companies often request the help of advertising experts to do this properly. Now, green marketing may seem like a fairly recent development, but advertising professionals saw the growth of this sector many years ago. It probably started in 1970 when the first Earth Day was announced. Environmental harm was being protested all over the United States, people marching in parades or picketing in front of government buildings. Earth Day helped to spark many other environmental laws, like the Endangered Species Act in 1973. This act protects endangered species and their habitats, focusing on rebuilding their dwindling population. The Clean Water and Clean Air Acts were also strengthened. So, environmental issues ended up in the news, many newspaper articles featuring Earth Day and the new environmental laws. Being green became popular, a well-talked-about subject. Some businesses jumped on the bandwagon because they, too, were genuinely interested in helping to do their part to slow environmental degradation. Other companies joined because popularity sells, and getting into a fast-growing market has a lot of profit potential. Yep, Bitcoin. In 1975, a famous advertising group held a workshop on ecological marketing. A few years later, advertisements and marketing plans sprouted, revolving around acknowledging and validating people's environmental concerns, saying their product could help. Some companies learned the hard way. Green marketing still has to contain all the same ideas and analysis that a normal marketing campaign would have. It must stimulate interest, attract attention, create desire, and encourage people to take action. For example, let's look at how one green marketing campaign flopped, and let's talk about why. The product was a compact fluorescent light bulb, nicknamed the Ecolite. I believe it was first introduced in the late 90s. It was expensive compared to normal incandescent bulbs, and the advertising message was a cheerful, 
use this bulb to save the earth. Kind of cheesy, right? (laughs) Well, consumers thought so too. To top it off, research showed that consumers didn't want to sacrifice price and convenience for the nebulous concept of saving the earth, even if surveys will say that those same people are very concerned about the environment. So, the Equalite marketing campaign was revamped, emphasizing the time and money that would be saved long-term since Ecolite lasts for years instead of being replaced every few months. So, they concluded, not only was it good for the earth, it was convenient and easy on your wallet as well. Those ads worked marvelously. Other tactics companies use to come off as a green company is supplying their employees with environmentally friendly options. Offices are designed to save energy and emphasis is placed on recycling as much trash as possible. Companies who do that are known as extreme green, while others who don't offer eco-friendly products but will encourage recycling and energy conservation within the company would be called lean green. So, if your green marketing strategy is going to be successful, make sure your message is strong and your company backs it fully. Selling earth-friendly products while spewing nauseous gas from your factories likely won't curry any favors from the audience, especially in today's age, where the internet and smartphones let consumers check a company's history and eco-rating at the touch of a button. I love it. So listen, lean green, and then there was extreme green. So we have to make sure about that differentiation, right? So we got five questions, three and a half minutes. Let's do it. What is the lecture mainly about? The development of a trend to market products as eco-friendly? Reasons that environmentally friendly products often cost more than other products? Mm, Nah. Evidence that environmental laws help increase demand for environmentally friendly products? Hmm. Differences between green marketing and liberal, (laughs) liberal marketing. (laughs) Oh my God. You think C? A or C? The development of a trend to market products as eco-friendly. I think I really love A. A is more like of a 75%. C, evidence that laws helped increase. I don't know it's so much about laws the entire thing. So I would give that maybe a 10% Mm -hmm. trend. So if you want to go with C, that's okay. I'm going to go with A. A, A. Okay. <laughs> I love it. You're like, hey, okay. All right. Let's do A. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> How does the professor organize the lecture? Oh, shit. The professor gives some historical background and then presents a case study. The professor describes a problem and then processes several possible solutions. Hmm. The professor describes an approach to advertising, then explains why it is often ineffective. The professor describes several environmental friendly products and then explains how the public responded to them negatively. Well, he gave some historical background, right? Yeah, I talked about the 1970s. Exactly. Yeah, I totally would go with A because it talked about a. the historical. Okay, mm-hmm. let's see, but I don't know. TOEFL's dumb. All right, here we go. Why did the first effort to market the Ecolite fail? The ads did not mention 
the long-term cost savings. Okay, so here we go. Let's hurry up and go to Ecolite. Okay, uh, it was expensive. Advertise a message, cheerful to save Earth. Consumers thought so too. Consumers didn't want to sacrifice price and convenience for saving the Earth. So the Ecolite revamp emphasized time and money instead of cheerful to save Earth. And the Ecolite lasted for years. Okay, so it says D, the process used to manufacture the Ecolite, no. We could get process of elimination. C, the ads did not explain that the Ecolite was environmentally friendly. Now, people are more concerned about money, mm -hmm. right? Because when they revamped it with emphasized time and money, people liked it. But before, people are like, cheerful to save Earth. We don't like that. The ads for Ecolite were too long in detail. I like A. I like A. What about you? Yes. And yes, and CA. A también, because um, it's expensive. Yeah, they, they were talking about the consumption and the prices that was too expensive. Exactly. Exactly. Now, remember, that's the notification, right? And so, what we would do, we would hurry up and run through these very quickly because you only get uh, okay. three and a half minutes, right? I know it's a little okay. bit crazy. <laughs> okay. Not bad. Let's keep it going. What does the professor imply when he mentions companies that are, see, I told you. That's why I wrote down extreme green and lean green. Okay. Supply employees with options, offices designed to save energy, emphasis placed on recycling trash is extreme green. Now, if the a company doesn't offer, but encourage conservation within the company, that's lean green. So. Where do you write down there? Right down here. Um, okay. Okay, this interesting. I didn't write down link ring. I couldn't, didn't get it. The link ring. Okay, okay. That's right. So A, we have some companies have used the term, and again, you got your, that, that link ring. If you didn't write that down, oh, it's going to be tough. So here we go. Some companies have used the terms extreme green and lean green in their ads. Hmm. Marketers don't need to be creative to keep people interested, and that's wrong. Mm -hmm. It is a system available to classify companies according to their environmental programs, perhaps. There are important aspects of green marketing that have been neglected by researchers. I don't think that's what he's trying to imply. No. Ooh, so it's A or C? You like, oh, I don't know, what do you think? Uh, so some I like A or C. Think, A, some companies have used the terms extreme and lean green. Or it is a system available to classify. But I think I think C. I like C, C. because I like C too. I like explain C. more. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, all right. Now, here we go. What opinion does the professor express about the companies that use green advertising campaigns? Now, it says at the very bottom, if 
you are to have a successful campaign, make sure your message is strong and the company backs it fully. Now, you cannot be an Earth-friendly company while spewing gas, okay? Kind of like ExxonMobil, Chevron. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have great energy. Kill everyone in the indigenous communities. You know what I mean? You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that, okay? You can't destroy, okay, food supply in the Niger Delta, ExxonMobil, you dumb shits. Sorry, I just went on a rant. Let's focus. Internet and smartphones can check an eco rating at the touch of a button. Okay, so basically it says here, A, the company should consult environmental scientists? Hell no. I didn't write any of that. So always follow your notes, right? B, it says the company should publicize research that supports their claims made in their advertisements. It didn't say that either. The company should be fully committed to protecting the environment. Could be. But let's look at D. The company should find ways to lower the price of their... No, no. Because what I'm doing, I'm going by what I wrote down right here. You need to have a strong message and your company must back it fully. C, the company should be fully committed to protecting the environment. So C. Okay, so let's check the answers and let's do it. Oh, four for five, you son of a... Which you one? didn't put the answer in the last one. Oh, really? It's a damn shame. Mm -hmm. A correct. A, A, C. All right. We got five out of five. Good, 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 good. You see that? Okay. So I just want to hurry up and go back to the one. You wanted to pick C here, right? Well, it wasn't between the two. A and C. Right, right, right. And you, you said evidence that environmental laws no, 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 increase no, no, demand no. for environmentally friendly products. Yeah, because the word laws, this wasn't about laws. It's laws. You it's mentioned exactly laws, laws at the very law. beginning and that was it. See, it just says other laws, government buildings. It was about the historical background. And good mm -hmm. job. We got that correct. That was the hardest one. The hardest number was number two. I was like, listen, it's about historical background. They talked exactly. about all the 70s and the 75s. Mm -hmm. That was phenomenal. Good job, Miss Grace. That was really, really